Welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. How was your Friday? I hope it was good. Friday is normally the easiest day of the work week to get through for me. I don't know about you. Even if it's a shitty day, I know that I don't have to do jack squat tomorrow. So there's not much I could complain about. Anyway, I am here on a Friday, so you know what that means. That means I'm getting this out the way so I can make space for something tomorrow. So yeah, if everything goes according to plan, which, well, you know how shit goes over here. But if everything goes according to plan, we should have two guests this weekend, um, separate episodes. But stay tuned for that for sure. And yeah, let's let's go ahead and go through my screenshots because I know... I've been looking out for songs of the week at this point. Once again, I haven't written anything down for them, but I'm going to talk about them. All right, Bus Back by Noel. This is um, Noel Miller. He's a YouTuber, Twitch streamer, comedian. If you don't know about him, he really, he's got a hand in everything. He's one of my favorite people to watch because everything he makes is quality content, in my opinion. As far as his music, this is probably the only uh, solo song he's put out that I listen to regularly. It's a it's a really like touchy um, emotional song about not not being sure of yourself or like what you're what you're going to do. And hmm, I don't know how deep I want to go into this. Well. I've been watching Noel for a bit. Uh, an old friend or a friend that is not a friend anymore put me on like forever ago. So I've gotten to see him grow a little bit and change, you know, with COVID and everything and his growing popularity. And when I hear the song, it really, I feel like that's how he feels right now. And I could be completely wrong. This is just an outside perspective. And at that this is a fan's outside perspective anything i say just keep in mind that i look up to this person and he's very he's a very genuine person he's extremely funny he is someone that i would aim to model myself after if if i really sat down and thought about it but where was i gonna oh yeah this song is about like uncertainty within yourself and I feel that whenever I watch him now, not saying that he like lacks confidence or whatever, but he's constantly trying new things, which is good and he should be, but I feel like he's never happy with the results. Which again, I mean that that's a personal measure. If he if he feels that he's not living up to his potential, then by all means he should feel that way and put all the effort all all the more effort he feels that he needs to into his content, but I just remember the last time they uh, went live on Twitch, which it had been multiple months. Uh, he used to go live like two or three times a week. And it was, I mean, it was a great thing. Everybody got in the chat really quick. Everybody has a good time whenever he's streaming. Um, it's, it's like an escape pretty much. But this was the first time he'd been streaming in months and he just did not seem into it at all. He had, he was like, responding to stuff dry um, sometimes chat would say something stupid and instead of like brushing it off as a joke or something 
I don't know, he would he would just kind of stare at the camera or something, or you could tell this he was off a little bit. And whenever I hear this song now, that's just the only that's all I can think is I hope he's doing okay. And I'm, this is so fucking silly, bro. <laughs> he doesn't know I fucking exist, but I really do like I really do care about creators and worry about them sometimes like all that shit with Kanye too I mean I really think about this and I I get maybe that means I got too much time on my hands but I just hope that he knows how important and impactful he is to to everybody that watches his shit I mean I remember this one time I was watching his stream and this was like after he had tweeted or said something that offended people and he, he was streaming and responding about it and th- look he started he started crying because he, he said that he couldn't stand the thought that like he had made people feel a certain way unintentionally you know, it's one thing if you're like trying to be an asshole and you're like, ooh, let me poke him, poke him and get a response. But he said the fact that people would, the thought that people, oh, damn it, I, I can't put it in the words. Just the fact that people would think that he actually would think or feel that like disgusted him. And I, maybe I'm not explaining it right, but it, it, it didn't mean a lot to me. It was it was a really vulnerable moment, and I respected that he f- felt comfortable to like share that with everybody. It, it just proved to me that he was really down a down to earth person, someone whose opinion I can respect. Not that one instance, but that among everything else that he does. I mean, he's just a, a solid person. So yeah, bust back by Noel. I know I hardly even talked about the fucking song, but next we got. Operation Lifesaver, aka Mint Test, by Mad Villain, who is that's a uh, Mad Lib and MF's Doom, MF Doom's collab. I'm gonna go ahead and look up the lyrics for this one because I know that's the main. Um, I'm having to do it one-handed. I'm sorry. Operation Lifesaver. Come on, show it. I know that's the main uh, attraction for this one. Also, I think the concept is funny. It's um, basically this dude interacting with a girl who's got horrible breath, and he's talking about how she needs a a mint. Wow, it caught me off guard. Went to breathe out, and then she made me cough hard. Contact the god and let him know to slip two in. Fine. How are you doing? Can I get you a drink? This one's a shoe-in. Awkward situation that I'm on a mission to ruin. Her big button smile was like camo. Hit up the men's room. We need more ammo. Watch your three o'clock. A new recruit. That's her gin and juicy juice. Use a stick of juicy fruit. She knew. She just knew she was cute. It's in her own best interest. It's less stress. Hit her with the, do you need a mint test? It don't matter if she's slim or dressed to impress. I won't rest. Fellas, don't fess. Some of them just need to eat the whole thing a crest. It's in effect. It's been a long day. It's just how the songs say. Operation Lifesaver is in effect as of right now. I hope she don't take this the wrong way. That was the whole song. <laughs> so I, I, Yeah, I guess I spoiled it for you, but I love the bars on this. Um, and there are cool samples and effects. 
I mean, it's Mad Lib, so obviously there are cool-ass samples and effects going on over this, but yeah, I just find myself laughing every time this song comes on. And then, nah, we'll, we'll just do those two for this week. All right. So earlier this week, I made a trip to... I hope this is louder. Hmm. I'm a, well, if it's not any louder, then I guess I'm going to have to turn it up tomorrow because I've already recorded however long with this. Eight minutes? Oh, well. Um, this week, I went to Jack in the Box, as I usually do. And, you know, I was pretty happy because I got there and there was no line. Well, actually, I pulled up and someone was looking at the menu. And then as I pulled to get behind them they pulled up to order it's like dude it's jack-in-the-box do you do you really need to stop at the first one like you're getting a burger you're getting tacos or you're getting curly fries what what the fuck else man come on every place basically has the same shit but anyway there's no line and there normally is because right around nine they get popping because that's when the munchy meal gets cheaper but not nah, no line so i go through i get up to the window the they ask me what I want to drink. I tell them they don't have that. I tell them another one. They don't have that. So I'm like, what do you have? They said Coke. So I was like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. And then they hand me my drink and I look in front of my car. And like I said, it's nine, it's nighttime. My lights are on. It's dark. In front of, in front of my headlights, there's this dude and it's not a normal dude. Because this person is wearing pants, but he t he's not wearing a shirt. And he looks like... Man, I don't e I've never even watched this movie, but the images in my head... You know Narnia, the the satyr? Are they called, they're called satyrs, I'm pretty sure. The goat people. He had, like, the same haircut as that dude. Like, that kind of curly, just, like, mop-top haircut. And... Yeah, he didn't have a shirt on. He was holding, like, a a shawl, I think. And the the only people you'd see with a shawl is, like, a homeless person or some woman from the 40s. But, yeah, and so said something to a Jack employee I never thought I'd say before. Uh, there's a homeless – or, no, nah, no, nah, I said, there's a guy with his shirt off in front of my car. And she, she just, like, stuck her head out the window and looked and said, okay, gave me my food and – you know that's it and so i mean this dude's kind of in the way i, I can kind of get past if i go around a little bit and so i i'm just easing past and he starts to like put his hand up to like wave me down and i'm just hoping that he doesn't step in front of my car because i'm not fucking stop are you stupid i'm not stopping my car for this dude he, he just hopped out of narnia he's probably gonna shove me in the wardrobe and take me back with him i'm that's just, why would I put myself in that situation when I could choose not to, you know? Um, so, yeah, that that happened. I started watching The Boondocks this week. It's pretty fucking good. The, the only reason I started watching was because I saw this tweet about Boondocks being way ahead of its time, and I think it had something to do with the R. Kelly case. So I was like, okay, uh, um, you know, I've been, I've seen this on Adult Swim every now and then. Let's start watching this. It was on HBO. HBO is like the best streaming service. 
so I started watching it, and I was thinking, like, I might have to go a few seasons deep before the R. Kelly thing shows up. And no, second episode, R. Kelly's on trial for pissing on a little girl, and there are crowds posted outside Washington uh, or whatever courtroom telling people to free R. Kelly. <laughs> free R. Kelly. He made good music, though. And um, the one of the main characters, Riley, he's uh, like the youngest. He's the, the more brash one. He keeps making the point that if the girl didn't want to get pissed on, she would have stepped out of the way. And that's like his whole argument throughout the thing. They have a lawyer friend. He says that, too. I'm pretty sure he says it to a cop. And, yeah, he just keeps saying that. And then they get to the end of the show where they're doing the trial and they get the girl on the stage. And she said, and they're asking her questions, and she's like, if I didn't want to get pissed on, I would have stepped out the way. I'm not fucking stupid. And that's the kind of humor that this show has. It's pretty fucking hilarious. Um, one of the next episodes, the lawyer that I was just talking about, it's about, it's about him. It's kind of like his origin episode, I guess. His whole personality is based on being scared of prison. And not only being scared of prison, being scared of anal rape. His whole personality is based on that. Because of that, he was a straight-edge kid. He was super good, never broke a law. He became an attorney. And, yeah, he basically just lived, like, the goodest life possible because he didn't want to take a dick in the ass. Which, I mean, depending on who you are, completely rational fear. Uh, hold on, I need to put my headphones back in the interface. Um, also, Samuel L. Jackson starred on an episode. That was pretty fucking awesome. Just hearing his voice anytime is cool. They, they've made him voice a, a white guy. That shit was pretty funny. His name was Gin Rummy. And he was friends with this rich dude's son that they met in the first episode. And um, that brings me to my next point of why I like the show so much. Um, it's kind of like non-anime durarara, if that makes sense. And if you don't know what durarara is, it's, well, an anime, like, like I just said. About these kids who go to this city and then they just get so engrossed in... The drama in the city, the gang stuff, and all the weird people that live there, that they change pretty significantly throughout the show and start fighting with each other. And yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, but what makes that show so great is all the crazy characters and how they interact with each other. Like on Durarara, there's this dude who's just stupidly superhuman fucking strong and uh i mean on the first episode i'm pretty sure he literally punches someone out of their clothes like they fly across the city and there's also this um there's this nerdy ass like street doctor i guess like backdoor doctor i guess who who um, helps the criminals and stuff and he's dating this headless motorcycle riding demon mythical creature and there's also this dude this big black russian dude who makes sushi and um there's this guy who's really good with knives 
and uh, the whole like all the good parts of that show is just them interacting with each other and the randomness of it and um, yeah this show is the same way uh, like a pimp named Slickback interacting with um, Granddad Freeman that shit was hilarious he was trying to explain like he is a pimp named Slipback. Slickback, that's his name. And Granddad kept trying to call him just Slickback. Um, or uh, Ruckus, Uncle Ruckus, Uncle Rufus. I don't, I don't remember. Um, he was just being super fucking racist towards uh, Huey, Riley, and Granddad when they were in an all-white party. I don't know. I'm kind of. This is boring as fuck, isn't it? I don't know. The thing that I like about the show is all the random characters interacting, and yeah, sorry. Also started watching Fresh Prince again today. That show is fucking timeless, I just want to say. One of the episodes I watched started off with Will. He was talking to this girl in in the living room, and, you know, he was giving her, he he was giving her the talk, like, hey, girl, you're fine as fuck, whatever, and... It was so rehearsed that uh, Ashley, Carlton, and Hillary were, like, mouthing everything that he was saying and all the actions and stuff perfectly. And and then he caught him and shoot him away. And then he was like, okay, okay, I I was joking before. And then he started to, like, really get into it. And then Jeffrey, the butler, got behind him and started, like, uh, mimicking Will. That shit was just hilarious, man. Like, that show will never not be funny. And then... uh, I think it was in the same episode. Will goes up to Uncle Phil and he's like, Uncle Phil, we need to talk about cars. And immediately he's like, cold cars. Oh, well, um, if you're going to take a ride, what, wear your seatbelt. And, and, and there's this long-ass analogy. And he, he asks about Carlton's car. And Will said, never been out of the lot as far as I can tell. It, it's just good humor. I don't know what else to say. My mom texted me a picture of this sign she bought today. It said, uh, it says, guess what? And it has a chicken bending over. I'm sure she thought that was hilarious. (laughs) That's such mom shit. See, sometimes I wonder at what point my mom started being a mom. Because there are some times where I'll see like, I don't want to say the teenager in her, but, like, I don't know, like, not mom behavior. And then there's stuff like that, like, little mom stuff. I wonder when that started. And if she notices it, that it's like a, I don't know, whatever. Today's job kind of sucked. It was kind of weird. So I went to this house, which was split into two addresses like one person lived on one half and one on the other side so it was this old lady and then her sister on the other side and when I got to the side with her sister on it I guess her daughter was out front and she said hey um, is it okay if she's asleep or whatever while you do the inspection I was like yeah okay I'll just have to go in there eventually so she's like oh okay well well, she'll be in there asleep so (laughs) I, I get inside and I start you know, doing my thing, and then I make my way to the room, and 
I mean, I really wanted to ask her to, like, wake her up and get her out of there. Because walking around that room, like, while a lady's fucking sleeping in there, I don't care if she's old. She's still a person. I felt like a creep. I, I didn't even turn the light on or anything. I, it was not very comfortable. And then I finished that up, and there was this neighbor across the street with a dog uh, chained up, and he just kept fucking barking at everything. It wasn't. It was a big dog, but it wasn't like a big dog. It was he was uh kind of tall and slender. But the the neighbors like walked across to talk to a different neighbor and this dude who owned the dog, no matter where he was, if someone like walked past his yard and the dog started barking at him, he just went, "Get him, Merle." Like that was his shtick. "Get him, Merle." That that was his thing that he said every fucking time. I was not out there around him not 15 minutes. He said it multiple times. Like, I could pick up. That's his thing. He's just one of those dudes. And uh, the I parked my car kind of behind the house, uh, next to the house behind it, because I didn't really know how it was set up. Like I said, it was split in half, so I thought it was going to be the one in front and the one behind. And while I was on the roof... Uh, this dude was just talking to the neighbor I was just talking about, about, like, me being parked there. And, well, if he was looking at my house, it wouldn't be a problem. But, man, I really hate it when they park there. And, meanwhile, I'm, like, within eyesight, within earshot, just doing my thing. Just waiting to see if he'll bring it up. I mean, if he does, I'll be like, okay, is there a problem? I'll move it, you know. But he never said anything, and eventually he just left. So I guess it wasn't that big of an issue. I was really, I was really hoping that there was gonna be a big fight over it, kinda. Not a fight, but an argument, because I had already came up with what I was gonna say in my head. If they said, um, like that it was an issue or something, I don't know. I don't know how I was gonna get into it, but I was gonna say, well, I'm glad I gave you something to do. Like, because they were just standing out there, just around my, not around my car, but in the back, of, in the fucking, where their cars were parked. Like, you don't normally just stand there talking and shit. Man, I'm sorry. This episode feels like it's just drowning on and on. I'm sorry. Oh, goodness. All right, this week I listened to The Carter by Lil Wayne. I don't have too much to say about that because most of it would just be me reading off bars. Um, walk in has a really nice vibraphone has nice like I said nice bars nice flow Any anytime there's a vibraphone in a song I really really appreciate that and uh, pick up on it like that one Gunna song um, I know my purpose no nah, not that song not that song let me look though I think it's who you fooling yeah I think it's who you fooling Dream, boom, dream, boom, boom. Uh, it's see the thing I like about who you fooling is it's like dry vibraphones, so they're not even resonating. I, I think that sounds cool, or or maybe it's not who you fooling. Maybe I'm thinking about Baby Bergen. I'm not really sure, honestly. I don't li- I don't really listen to kind of that much, but yeah, vibraphones sound really fucking awesome. Uh, go DJ. I, this song has a memory for me. I remember bumping this with my uncle in the car during traffic. His name is DJ, so he was especially turned to it. And then as we started driving, 
the radio signal started fucking up and so uh hannah montana or miley cyrus started playing in in between and yeah i don't cash money millionaire i really like the guitar strum and the instrumental um inside i like the vibe on that ain't that a ain't that a bitch i like the beat drop into that i like pretty much every song on this um not too much to say and then i finally finally listened to the bins uh ricardo recommended this to me a couple weeks ago whenever he was on I expected a lot more of uh, I expected a lot rougher of a sound from this, but I actually was surprised to say that most of the songs on this that I liked or that I liked the most were acoustic. Um so Planet Telex, that's the first song. I really like the chords on that. Um the vocalist how it can go high really quickly. This is this song has more of a distorted guitar on it. The bends, I really like the vocals on this one. The lyrics, um, high and dry. I'm gonna play a little bit actually. The vocals, I think the vocals make this album. Um, the vocals are really nice on high and dry. It's uh, just an acoustic. It's really soft and mellow. I like it. Here, I'm trying to get to it. nothing too uh complex lyrically there but i i just really like the chorus right there um fake plastic trees is a more slower acoustic feel i really like that i've they really narrow narrow they really nail like the sorrow melancholic feel in my opinion um just i like i like the lyrics on that one you do it to yourself that was more of a fast-paced song. Um, Bulletproof, Wish I Was. I like the time signature on that one. Uh, there's a really simple drum part, but it's nice. The vocals remind me of that one song that they play on Simpsons episodes and in some movies. That, um... Why do birds suddenly appear? Every time that you're near. Yeah, I can't sing, but the vocals on really remind me of that. Black Star. See, the, I like the vocals on that. That's a big fucking whoop. Um, nice chorus, and you can really feel the angst like when they switch. It's like they switch it on when he hits the chorus uh, in the vocals. And then Fade, fade Out. 
strumming over smooth vocals with rim knocks. I really like that one. I like the vibe of that song the most, maybe. But High and Dry is probably my favorite off the album. Like I said, I was expecting more of a, well, I guess there was a, there were songs with a distorted guitar, but I was expecting it to be a lot more rough and less calculated than it was, but it was nice. And uh, like I said, I think the acoustic stuff was actually my favorite compared to the uh, electric guitar stuff, I guess. I don't really know better terms to use. Man, I ain't have shit to talk about this week. I'm not even going to lie. 28 minutes. Well, yeah, I still don't have shit to talk about, so I hope you guys have a great week. I'll see you tomorrow, hopefully, with another interview. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even talk about this yet. I just finished playing Diablo with my dad. That was really fun. Um, I was playing a necromancer, which, if you don't know what a necromancer is, I summon dead things skeletons i got a golem i got some skeleton mages that i just unlocked uh the cool thing about the necromancer is they basically do all the work for me and i just walk behind them so as long as i don't get in the way i don't die and then my dad's playing a paladin and he's going for like an oradine which he is um like a, bu a party buff person so that's why i picked necro because his buff will go onto all my skeletons yeah, it's just a strong combination, I feel like. I really like playing Diablo with him because I couldn't really as a kid, or even if I could, I didn't really understand. You know how kids play games. But now it's pretty fun. I mean, he was dying more than I was, but that was just because I was a higher level. and We were kind of rushing for where he was at, but he's a vet. He's no, He's not fucking discouraged or anything. Um, Diablo is just really nice, man. I I've been I was trying to think about what makes that game so timeless. I I don't know. A variety of monsters. Really cool looking shits. I mean, there obviously there's some that kind of like repeat just with different names, but I don't even mind it because with each act and each new area, there are n still new stuff to encounter. We. We beat Act 1 today, which, to do that, we had to kill Andariel, who's one of the bosses. And if you don't know Andariel, she has her titties out. And way, way back, way back, um, when I was first starting to play Diablo 2, my dad had the, like, guide. This is how deep into that game he was. He had, like, the guide, the book. Uh, and I was flipping through the pages. And uh, he walked away to do something, and I had seen Andariel, right? I saw the titties out, but it was shitty fucking quality, shitty graphics, and it was in the book, and it w I'm pretty sure it was black and white, too. So what I'm getting at is little fucking six, seven, eight-year-old me did not derive any kind of pleasure or enjoyment from looking at this. And I didn't look at it for long, either. I just looked and flipped on the pages. And then um, when my when dad was walking back, I was bored, so I was just, like, flipping through the pages, like, you know, when you, like, you know what I'm talking about. 
and it landed on the Andariel page as he walked back up. And so he just thought I was sitting there staring at those tits. <laughs> that that's a memory that uh will forever be associated with Diablo and that character for me. His dad like, Really? Really, man? Okay, give me the book. <laughs> I don't remember if he took it, but still, that shit was embarrassing. Um also cool ass skills, cool ass characters. Um each character has three distinct skill trees that you can go into and I'm pretty sure all of them are viable. Uh, five acts of just cool shit to kill. Endless amounts of like loot and items. Th- th- man, this is boring as fuck. I'm sorry, bro. If this podcast sucked, I apologize. But just know, I do this every week. There's no way I'm going to bat 500 is 500 perfect? I, I, see, why Why would I use a fucking reference of, of a sport that I don't keep up with anymore? Whatever. Maybe I can knock it out the park tomorrow with a little assistance. Alright, guys. Take it easy. Um, if you're getting your dick wet, make sure you dry it off after. Bye. Have a good week.